on the bottom. So we're talking about the minag, the custom of uh, using a bow and arrow to play with uh, on Lagbaimer. And what we learned so far is that an arrow is able to hit to a um, more distant enemy versus a sword is only able to hit an enemy who is in close proximity to you. So in a similar way, um, the uh, the effect of of the, the, um, the study of the inner dimension of Torah, the Torah of Shemur Yechoi, not only does it help us with the things which are external, but helps us take care of the more inner hidden things in ourselves that we don't even know that were issues we have. And uh, we learned yesterday how in order for the Torah study to be the way it's supposed to be, it's not just enough that you decide you want to be the way it's supposed to be. You have to prepare through davening, through giving staka, through going to the mikveh. And those things don't seem to be relevant to the study of Torah. And yet, those things they seem more like the arrow, that they're far away. And yet, they have a... Uh, uh, a, a and it would seem a, a lot smarter to spend more time studying Torah than doing all those things. But the truth is that we learn from the idea of playing with bow and arrow, the message is that, uh, that in order for the arrow to reach a farther place, to bring it to yourself, to bring it closer to yourself, the closer you bring it to yourself, the farther, <coughs> the farther it reaches. So here the Rebbe speaks about how this has to do with our bringing ourselves down, bring the, you, put, you pull the bow down. So too you have to approach Torah with a sense of reverence for Hashem and, uh, and uh, you feel that Hashem speaking to you in the Torah, you feel the, the you feel Hashem is you feel that you're experiencing the giving of the Torah like the Arizal says or the Gemara says you know the Torah is supposed to be shaking and have sweat and because you're supposed to feel that Hashem is talking to you so so it's it's specifically the Torah of Hashem Yochoi that allows us to have to experience the the presence of Hashem in our Torah study to feel to feel Hashem speaking to us in our Torah study and and that has a far reaching effect in our lives but the, the key is to, to bring ourselves down which means as we say in Davening, let my soul be like dust to all. And then we say, open my heart to your Torah. The more I'm like dust, the more, the more, I, feel, um, more I feel humble before Hashem, the more I'm able to appreciate, the more I'm able to internalize the light of Torah. That was the difference between Shem Yochai and the students that passed away before Lagbeimer. That it's possible to study Torah because of self-aggrandizement. You want to study Torah because you want to be the best. <clears throat> but in order to study Torah with the right approach, that you're studying Torah because you feel Hashem is speaking to you, that requires a whole different approach. We get that approach through the study of the inner dimension of Torah and through, um, uh, yeah, and that, and, that, and that has a far-reaching effect on our lives. It, it affects everything, not just the things which are external, things which we know are right and wrong, but it's specifically the study of the inner dimension of Torah that, that reaches farther in ourselves, that reaches in, into our things in our lives which we think are, well, we, which we can't possibly fix, which we think we're stuck with. Okay. When the study of Torah is the way it's meant to be, and that's, in, by, that's accomplished by studying the inner dimension of Torah, that affects everything. It's not just the use. Torah is great. Okay, Torah is great. That's nice. No, but it's better. By a Jew, all the divine flow that comes into his life, all of the brachas that Hashem gives to a Jew, comes down through the Torah. So calling Yon that everything that he does is successful. Without Hashem concealing himself. Even the things which are not good are transformed to good by specifically by studying the inner dimension of Torah. And 
appreciating the presence of Hashem in, in our Torah study, not just that you, you feel Hashem more and, you, and you're a higher, more spiritually elevated person, but that causes all the divine flow in your life to be without concealment. And even things were not the way they're meant to be, they're transformed to good. We see a hint for this in the story of the Gemara, in the tract that made cotton, the story about Hashem Yechoi. Omle B'Shem Yechoi Lebrei. Drashbi said to his son Belazer, he said, go to these two uh, students of mine and ask them to bless you. When he came back to his father, he reported that they didn't bless me. Not only did they not bless me, they cursed me. They, they, they pained me. They said to me things which sound like the opposite of Brach. He asked his son of Lazar, my Amluch, what did they tell you? He told him all kinds of things that they said. He explained to him how all the things that you thought were the, the opposite of blessing, they actually were blessing. It sounded like the, that, that there was, it was not a blessing, but the truth was that it was a hidden blessing. The words they used sounded like they weren't one of the blessing, but they, like for example, one of the things they told him was, your house should always be noisy. What does that mean? Your house should always, always should be a tumult in your house. But the, the blessing is to have children. Uh, the children, there's a, there's a tumult. And many other things he, <coughs> they, 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 they said to him, which sound like terrible, but they're really good things. Next page. Tarach Lav, need to understand. How come we need Rav Shumba Yochoi to explain the words of his students and to tell his son that they meant to bless you. How come Rabbi Lazar himself, although he was a child, how come he couldn't figure it out himself? How come he didn't know it was a blessing? Base, that's the first question. The second question is, The main question is on the students. Why would they bless him in a way that sounds frightening, that, that, that sounds scary, that, that can bring a person to be have such anxiety? Until you heard from his father the, the, the meaning of it, he was real. They were. They was really, he was really scared. Why couldn't they just say what they meant to say? Why did they have to give the blessing in the way that sounds like the opposite of blessing? Teira says the answer is Gul Kutetera. The author explains in Kutetera Shabracha beifenzeh he b'chinesasim that the bracha in this way is from a hidden place. Shibracha nalspiyeser. It's a very lofty kind of bracha. Because they wanted to give Shimon's son. A very lofty bracha, and therefore need to be especially careful about ayin hara. There shouldn't be an evil eye of jealousy. As people get jealous, the chasach could, could cause a negative thing to happen. So if it was just a smaller bracha, okay. But since this was a huge bracha, a hidden bracha, therefore they needed to hide the bracha. They hid the bracha in such a way not only did anyone else not know the bracha. But even the one who got the bracha didn't know it was a There shouldn't even be an ayin hara, an evil eye from the one who's getting the bracha. The one who's getting the bracha also, he could also have, have put into this something negative. Um, it's an interesting idea. Um, I don't know why the one who's assuming the bracha would have an evil eye. It seems the evil eye has to do with jealousy. But maybe, I'm just guessing, maybe uh, the, the recipient of the bracha might, you know, like like, like says about Avramavino, that he laughed, Nashim told me how to have a child. Um, maybe, maybe it's possible that you can mess the bracha, the person messed the bracha up, 
when he lacks faith in the bracha. I'm not sure. But either way, they were afraid not just that others would have an ayin hara, but even the one who received the bracha also would put an ayin hara in it. And therefore they hid the bracha, not only from everyone else, they hid the bracha from the one they gave the bracha to, from Rabbi Lezer. Only because of the great virtue of Rashim Bayechoi, whose essence is about the revelation of the inner dimension of Tehra. As we learned earlier, that his essence is about connecting the highest of the high with the lowest of the low. We learned earlier that on the one hand, the day of Rashim Bayechoi, is a day when all of his efforts throughout his life reaches its source and goes to a higher place. All the Torah and the Tefillah and the Tzedakah of the Shem has an impact on Shemayim in a new way than never was before and it causes salvation in this world on the Elag Beimer. On the other hand, we learned that the Elag Beimer is called Hoyt Shabahoy. The sphere we counted last night is Hoyt Shabahoy. What's Hoyt Shabahoy mean? Hoyt Shabahoy is the lowest thing. Hoyt Shabahoy means not only do you not, um, not only do you not appreciate the MS, not only do you not like the MS, but you don't even... You don't even, we said hoid means that you acknowledge this is true. You're like a, a, a person who has wisdom. You're able to appreciate that someone's wiser than you. You don't know what he's saying, but you know that this, this person is saying something amazing. That's hoid. Hoid sheba hoid means that you don't even know what wisdom really is about. In other words, you're not into wisdom. You're not into, in, into um, uh, study of Torah. So when someone tells you this guy is an amazingly wise person, you just trust them. So it's more like your acknowledgement of this person's wisdom is not because you actually can hear what they're saying, this, well, there's, something, there's something deep over here. It's more like everyone's pointing to this guy, this guy's the OG, you know, he's, 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 he's the one who has it, so you're like, yeah, you must, this, this guy's cool. So it's, it's, so, so it's a very, so we're talking about our relationship with Hashem, it's a very low level. It's a level where you're not, you're not really appreciating Hashem's truth. There's no Hashem must be true. Everyone's saying Hashem is true, so therefore you also say Hashem is true. But not when the Torah is true and the mitzvahs are true. It's not. It's not a real. It's a very low level. It's just that you acknowledge. You're supposed to acknowledge. You 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 admit. You're supposed to admit that Hashem is truth. Not that you actually feel that you're face to face with Hashem and you're experiencing His truth. It's more like Jews acknowledge this. Therefore, I also acknowledge it. But not that I. I'm not that I'm face to face with the truth. So how could these two ideas be together? How can we say on the one hand, Lakbaimer is a revelation of the deepest secrets of the Torah, and the Shemu Yochai is the Shama goes up to a higher place. On the other hand, we're saying it's the lowest level, and we answer that Shemu Yochai <coughs> is connected to infinite light of Hashem, and because he's connected to the infinite light of Hashem, therefore he's able to bridge from Eimikroim to Eimiktochas, to bridge from the highest to the high to the lowest to the low. So, so Shemu Yochai ain't makam v'tzach hakshesh al hazar minim b'tiratzish kein b'dagashash b'achal koltei, and therefore, from the perspective of the Rashbi. There's no need to, to guard the bracha and to hide the bracha that something negative shouldn't happen because in his level, it's all good. In his level, there's no concealment. Regarding Gemara and Shachanarach, the revealed parts of Torah, the Gemara says, if you have a merit, the Torah becomes a, a, a medicine for you. If you don't have a merit, the Torah becomes a poison for you. It's possible to study Torah and not to have a merit, actually, Chassidus says the words not to have a merit, the word zacha actually means um, refinement. The word zacha comes towards zichuch. If a person's not refined in the Torah study, so, that, so then they're studying Torah, and it's all about building their own ego up. So if lay zacha, if they're not refined, then the Torah, of course, has become the opposite of medicine. It becomes the opposite of samachayim, it becomes the opposite of an elixir of life. That's regarding the revealed parts of Torah. We're only concerned about this in regarding the revealed parts of Torah. 
regarding the inner dimension of Torah, the tree of life, we're not concerned at all that the Torah will become the opposite of medicine. Regarding the inner dimension of Torah, there's no, the, the inner dimension of Torah lends itself to this experience of that you're, you're listening to Hashem's voice as opposed to feeling this is about your growth and your greatness. Therefore, it's specifically the power of to bring down this bracha, even down to the level of Aramaic, which means be able to bring this down in a revealed way, not just in the Lashon Koy, not just in the holy language, be able to translate this bracha in a way that's, where that's open and clear. Um, even, I'm sorry, even the bracha, I said this wrong, even a bracha, which seems like the opposite of a bracha, he's able to reveal how it, how it really is a bracha, and a lofty bracha. He, he's able to reveal that. The Shem is able to reveal something which looks like the opposite of a bracha and show that it, how it really is a bracha. So that we concluded. This is the day of Rashbi. This is the day of the joy of Rashbi. Surpriyat Chaim says in the, in the um, writings of Chaim Vital, it's brought down also in the codifiers of Jewish law, there was a student of the Rizal named Rabbi Avram, Halevi. He would always say Nachim every day. Some Nachim is a special prayer we say, we discussed last night, to uh, a prayer um, to ask Hashem to end the exile. It's a prayer of mourning. We say it only once here on Tisha B'av. Hashem should comfort the mourners. But he felt the destruction of the Vesem English so sharply, he said this every day. Some say he said it in Benching, some say he said it in Shem But either way, he said it every single day. When he said in Lag Beimer, Omri Harim Mashmesha Ashbi, Omri Rabbi Kamakasha Achdos Gusei, Shaimur Azahi Mashariza, Vinashbi Ayiz Mana Atanoim, Omri Shazel Maho Imer Nachamim Sechasei. The Rashbi told Arizal to tell this guy. Imagine, Rebbe says, the Rashbi passed away many years before. This happened in the time of Arizal. Arizal was way after them. Shemayu Chayu. Shemayu Chayu lived in the time of the Tanoim, and he, the Rashbi told Arizal, tell this guy why is he saying Nachim on the day of my joy. And cannot does not stand anything which is the opposite of joy or even the lack of joy on the day of his joy. So this day of Hashem Yechoi, the day of his joy, so this is a day which has a special sgulam, a special spiritual energy, to act in the manner of Rav Shimba Yechoi. That even something that openly could be, you could make a mistake and think that's not a bracha, the opposite of a bracha, on this day, Rav Shimba Yechoi gives a special power to explain it and to bring it down in this world, lower than ten tefachim, meaning lower in, 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 in the... Um, in the physical world, it's something which is close to the earth. means it's ten is a height. means it's it's lower than the, the, the lowest measurement of height in halacha. So on this day, even things which seem like the opposite of bracha, the, this is a special. Uh, we're empowered today that we're able to that Hashem is, blesses us through the power of our shpi to reveal those things which seem like the opposite of bracha to bring them down in the world in a very down to earth way. In a way that we see that how these things are an open and clear good and the best good. Therefore, even if there's something that someone mistakenly thought that this thing is not the way it's supposed to be. Eposnitaze. Eposnitaze means it's like a, 
krechts. Krechts means like your side. Eh, no, eh. That's epesnitase. So even something which is epesnitase, yeah, you, you look at it like, oh man, this is not the way I want it to be. So on this day, so on this day, Hashem draws down through the Rashbi that this should be explained and reveal how it's the ultimate good. There, there is um, uh, two psukim in the Torah which hint to the day of Lagbeimer. One of them is says in the Torah, "Gal einai, open my eyes, and let me see the wonders of your Torah." So the word "gal," which means to open, has the same letters as thirty-three lag. So, yeah. So also it says about Hagal um, by Yaakov Avinu that um, Yaakov Avinu made a mound of stones to separate between him and Lovan. And Gal means a mound, and Aid means a testimony. They put this mound of stones up to separate between Yaakov's camp and Lovan's camp. So the Yeah. Okay. Everyone said, Sarachin, we, 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 we didn't say why. Everyone said, we, it, It's a wonder that we don't say this, we say any prayers before we learn. It's a, that's a minog, it's a custom, we don't want to say it. But, but, uh, um, so, anyway, so, 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 Gali Nai means that something which is wondrous, something which is beyond all the world, higher than, than the spiritual cosmos, something which is beyond everything. This is a time when this is revealed. And therefore, it's revealed also by Mektachas, it's even revealed in the lowest of places. Even something which looks like it's the opposite of bracha, today it's transformed. You see clearly that's a bracha. It's also connected. It doesn't mention this here, but it's also connected with the other meaning of lagbeimer, of galate. What's the meaning of a mound of stones between Yaakov and Lovan? Um, on the surface, the mound of stones is for a separation. But on the other hand, the, the, it's not a, like a total separation. It says in the in the, in the uh, commentaries in the Torah over there that they made the separation not for everything, just the, 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 you can't go past the mound to do battle, but you could go past the mound to do business. So the idea of the mound is that you're, you, you, there's Yaakov, there is higher consciousness, there is, there is a way things are from the perspective of the inner dimension of Torah. And then there is Ilovan, then there is the mundane things that we do. Lovan represents all the mundane things. So the idea of having a separation means that, that you... Uh, you're able to uh, go into your zone, as, as we were talking about yesterday, about how we've learned from Shemir Yochoi to have set times to study Torah. Shemir Yochoi, his life was Torah, he didn't do anything else. And Rebbe says, although we can't do that, but we can have part of our day to be dedicated to Torah study. You have to be able to go into your zone, go into your Yaakov space, and that you're totally into that zone. The idea of the mound is that you're able to bring that down into the mundane as well. And it's specifically the inner dimension of Torah that allows us to bring, to bring um, a sense of divine providence in our daily life. In other words, that Ebbe said that there's a difference between a Jew and a non-Jew, that a non-Jew, when he sees something happen, he right away translates this as something natural. And unless he has no choice, he says it's natural. He has, if he's forced, he says a miracle happened. But a Jew is the opposite. A Jew, when he sees something happen, right away he says, oh, a miracle happened. He got to the corner and the light turned green. Pssst! a miracle, divine providence. So, so that's the nature of a Jew. But this is especially empowered by 
studying the inner dimension of Torah, that when you, when you study the inner dimension of Torah, then you're able to feel divine providence more. It's, it's more vivid, it's more clear. Jews in general <coughs> feel this, this sense of Hashem's closeness, but studying the inner dimension of Torah causes that your physical down-to-earth life, you feel more Hashem is in your life, feel more someone's holding your hand. That's the idea of Galeid. The Galeid means that, 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 that there's, there's, you, you feel... Even when you're involved in the love and parts of your day, in parts of the day which are eating and drinking and doing business, whatever they are, you feel in them the Yaakov. You feel in them Hashem's closeness, not just when you're involved in the holier, higher parts of, parts of your day. So, so, so that's Oymik Tachas and Oymik Reim. Chsidis, the inner dimension of Torah, is Oymik Reim, it's the highest of the high. And then there's Oymik Tachas, the lowest of the low. So they're speaking over here about how, how things that seem like the opposite of blessing through studying the inner dimension of Torah that causes a revelation in this world that those things which say, things that make you sigh, Ugh, it's not the way I want it to be. So the inner dimension of Torah on this day is a day when Hashem transforms those things. But not only does it, Hashem transform those things, but also it, it transforms ourselves. It transforms ourselves that we're able to go into our into our into what's going on in our lives and to feel um, feel Hashem's presence, whatever we're doing. Now let's, let's, do, let's do one more section over here. I think, I think I'll, uh, I'll just paraphrase in the Hebrew. <coughs> The Sphere Sa'imer is a preparation for the giving of the Torah. As it says in the Pasuk, draw me after you and we will run. And then it says in the Pasuk, the king has brought me in his chamber. So, draw me after you and we will run refers to how Hashem took us out of Egypt. We weren't ready to go out to, to follow Hashem, but Hashem inspired us whether we were ready or not. And then Sphere Sa'imer is when we're trying to ch- change our animal soul to love Hashem as well. And it causes both of us, our godly soul and our animal soul, to run after Hashem. And through this reach us, the king has brought me in his chamber, the intimacy of receiving the Torah, I mean face to face with Hashem, on the holiday of Shavuos. So this is true on Shavuos, but Lagba Omer is also a day of the gift of the Torah. Lagba Omer is a day when Hashem gave us the inner dimension of Torah. Just like Hashem gave us the revealed parts of Torah on Shavuos, today is a day when Hashem gives us the inner dimension of Torah. So in order... For a person to learn Torah the way he's meant to, he has to feel the holiness of Torah. He has to feel, as it says in the Talmud, in the Zohar, in the Ramban, in the Achronim, that the whole Torah are names of God. So every letter and every word, how much more so, a whole concept of Torah, you have to feel it's, it's, it's a holy name of Hashem. You also take our seven names of God that you cannot erase. There's a shame in the name Yukei Vavke, so you can't erase. They're holy names. You have to feel whenever you're learning anything in Torah. You're learning about Esau, you're learning about Lavan. You feel Lavan is a name of God. Everything you're learning is a name of God. The difference is, that the, the seven names of God, they're not allowed to erase, the holiness is overt, it's clear, it's obvious, therefore you're not allowed to erase them. But the other words of the Torah, which are also names of Hashem, you don't feel Hashem's holiness so much. So when you realize that the whole Torah is name of, is, are names of Hashem, and your approach to Torah is you feel the holiness and the purity that it's supposed to be when you're saying names of Hashem. In the language of the Alter Rebbe, we talked about, talked about the laws of washing your hands, the Alter Rebbe says, you should wash your hand. People have a custom to wash their mouths in the morning. Why do you wash your mouth? Because you want to say Hashem's name with holiness and purity. Therefore, you wash your mouth out. So similarly, when you learn Torah, you should also feel, oh, this, I'm saying the, the names of Hashem. So this is a connection of Lagba Omer and Shavuos, the giving of the Torah. Because through the inner dimension of Torah, which is the essence of what Lagba Omer is about, the revelation of the inner dimension of Torah, that gives us this sense that, that, that carves into us this paradigm, this way of, this approach, that every subject and every concept in the Torah is the name of Hashem. And this is appropriate preparation to the time when Hashem will give us the Torah. This is especially pertinent to joy. 
As the next verse is, says Hashem, the king has brought me into the chamber, and then it says, we will rejoice, and we'll be happy in you. So it says in the Medrash, we will rejoice and we'll be happy in you. The Medrash comments and says, we don't know what to ha- be happy about. And then the Shlomo HaMalch explains, what are we supposed to be happy about? We're supposed to be happy in you. We're supposed to be happy in Hashem, in the essence of Hashem. So although we're studying Torah, just it's, it's, it's information, but what Torah is really about is being rejoicing in Hashem's essence, that, Hashem, that even while you're, when, when you're studying Torah, you feel that this is Hashem's essence. So when Mashiach will come, speedily in our days, Mamish, there'll be the greatest joy, the Jewish people will rejoice. Why will they rejoice? It's not just that we'll rejoice because Hashem will take us away from all of our troubles. But the real joy will be, even after Mashiach comes, will be enjoying Hashem's essence. We'll rejoice in Hashem. There'll be lots of things to celebrate when Mashiach comes. There'll be any, any suffering. But the real, the greatest joy is in the joy in Hashem Himself. That's, that's what Mashiach is about, the joy in Hashem Himself. Then the Medrash continues and says, in you, Shlomo Melch says, we will rejoice, we'll be happy in you. So the words in you, Becha, is the same letters, is numerically equivalent to 22. So that refers to 22 letters the Torah is written in. Um, so that means that through the 22 letters of the Torah, specifically the letters of the Torah, that only, any Jew may not know the, everyone's different, their appreciation for understanding the Torah, but through the letters of the Torah, even simple people can connect themselves with the essence of Hashem and rejoice in the essence of Hashem. And the preparation for this is on Lag Ba'emer, that when Hashem gives us the inner dimension of the Torah, that through the learning the inner dimension of the Torah, we get this, get this paradigm, we get this perspective that all the Torah is the names of God, and through this, our, sto- our Torah study is done in a way by realizing that the Torah is the names of Hashem. This gives us this, this approach to Torah that we're not just studying information, but we're connecting to God's essence, and therefore there is a unique joy in the study of Torah. We feel we're studying Torah that connects to Hashem Himself. Thank you.